Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Today, we're talking about the most popular retirement plan investment option. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm great, Eric. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, just Good. coming off a great weekend and it's it's a Monday today. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I love Mondays. I, I don't know if there's sarcasm coming through my voice or not, but I love Mondays. <laughs> but we're, today we're talking about the most popular retirement plan investment option. Peter, what is that? Yeah, um, in today's world, what we're seeing is that, that more and more uh, people that are investing for retirement, especially into retirement plans like 401ks, mm -hmm. are investing in target date or life cycle funds. Target date or life cycle funds. All right, so Peter, the last few podcasts really have focused on contingency planning, meaning long-term care, Medicare, property and casualty insurance. And so today's podcast seems like it's a shift from that to something else. So we're shifting from contingency planning, excuse me, to the target date or life cycle fund. Why are we making this shift? Yeah, I think that's a real good question. So, so what we try to do around financial planning is helping clients manage the risk and establishing these contingency plans. And along those same lines, I, I consider the, the target date fund or the life cycle fund as tools that, that help participants in retirement plans save and invest and manage the risk of being long-term investors. So mm -hmm. to me, it's very similar. It's managing the risk that may or may not be in their investment portfolio. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So before we begin, I just want to say a few things Really, the purpose of the podcast is to explain what target date funds are, how they work, mm -hmm. and describe possible advantages and disadvantages. Just a little background, target date funds are pooled investment accounts. They're usually offered in retirement plans like 401ks or 403bs, IRAs, and annuities. Mm -hmm. they, they consist of, of marketable securities like stocks and bonds. And most importantly, they fluctuate in value on a daily basis. Mm. So they aren't guaranteed. There's no promise of return when you invest in these kinds of things. And, and this podcast isn't an endorsement of them for your specific needs. Mm -hmm. So they may or may not be appropriate. And I strongly advise you, you you talk to your advisor or you do your own research before investing. Yeah, I mean, Peter, the thing is, we've talked so many times on this podcast about that investing and really planning for your future in any way, shape or form it's a two-way conversation. It is a one-on-one -on -one conversation between you and a professional. And if somebody's currently working with a professional and they have questions about what we talk about today, they should ask them. If they have questions that they want to specifically talk to you about, they should call you, right? That's right. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Where do we start today? Let's talk specifically what target date funds are. All right. Okay. So these are investment funds that are designed to really be appropriate for an investor that wants to retire uh, near a specific date. Mm -hmm. So for example, if, if someone is in a retirement plan and they want to retire at age 65, 67, mm -hmm. and if they're 67 in the year 2040, they may 
they might choose the target date fund closest to that date. Or if they're retiring in 2020, they might choose the target date fund 2020. So, so these target date funds uh, specifically have dates already met. Are there, are there choices every month or how does that work? No, usually it's every five or 10 years. Oh, okay. And Got the, yeah, the, and the date of the target date fund or the life cycle fund is usually in the title of the fund. So it's pretty clear mm -hmm. uh, that it is a target date fund uh, and, or, and the year around the, the goal of the fund. Got it. Okay. Okay. So target date funds, they invest in a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds. And as I mentioned earlier, they're designed to manage the risk or the volatility for this for, for you, a long-term investor. Mm -hmm. And the thinking is that a, is a, a younger investor can afford to take on more stock market risk because they have plenty of time to suffer through bear markets when stocks can suffer significant losses. Mm -hmm. And they do. Every once in a while, you'll see significant losses in the stock market. Younger investors may be willing to take on more volatility because they believe that over a long period of time, stocks are going to actually outperform other kind of investments, especially cash and bonds. So, but older investors, which who are getting closer to retirement, typically want less risk because they don't have all that time to recover from these stock market losses that that they might experience. Mm -hmm. So, in designing these strategies, those those investors that are closer to retirement will want a smaller allocation to stocks and a larger allocation to cash and bonds. Got it. So really these target date funds are designed to meet the needs of your typical investor. Mm -hmm. uh, greater risk or with the possibility of greater return for the younger investor and less risk with the possibility of, of less volatility, less risk for the investor getting closer to retirement. So let me, let me just give a, here's the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and, and I was going to say here, here's the, the key to um, these, these target date funds, as you get closer to retirement, uh, the fund will automatically adjust and become more conservative by reducing the stock allocation and increase the cash and fixed income allocation of the fund. Perfect. That, that actually was going to answer that question I had. I was just thinking if, if somebody was getting into one of these funds in 2000 and saying, I'm going to retire in 2010, right? The, you would think that that's only 10 years of investing. So it's going to make them much more conservative. And being that they were experiencing 2008, 2009, right before their you know retirement date of 2010, hopefully they would have a lot less damage done to their portfolio because they were more conservative. Whereas somebody who was invested in 20, you know, in 2000 saying, I'm going to retire in 2030 may have taken more of a hit in 08, 09, because of the, the stock market plunge, uh, but they have much more time to recover. That's right. Yeah, that, that's, that's fantastic. And you, so it automatically adjusts by itself. Yes. That's great. Yep. That's the, great. The, the investment company uh, designs them to, to, to every five to 10 years will, will just become a little bit more conservative. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds really, that sounds really, really good. Uh, I can see how that would make these funds popular. What are some other reasons that these funds are popular to use? Yeah, uh, I'd say the, the the biggest reason is that they're really simple and they're appropriate for, for a lot of investors. Mm -hmm. uh, they're totally diversified. They rebalance on a regular basis. And, and as I said before, they become more conservative as you get closer. 
to retirement, and and that seems appropriate and reasonable for a lot of a lot of participants. Mm-hmm. Uh, another reason is it's it's one stop shopping. It's it's automatic, and you don't need to keep on making adjustments. It's really done for you. That's so, nice. You know, you you're you're 30 years old or 35 years old now. This could be your one fund forever. Yeah. And and I think another primary reason is that that plan sponsors um like your employer they really they really like target date funds mm-hmm. and and primarily the reason is that it reduces the employer's fiduciary risk they have a a responsibility of offering good and appropriate investment vehicles within their retirement plan and these target date funds are reasonable and appropriate mm-hmm. uh, and so they're good. They're good for the typical employee, and my experience is that the, the typical employee may be better off with these kinds of funds as opposed to trying to trying to do it on their own. Either becoming too aggressive, yeah. more aggressive than they might want to be, or maybe not aggressive enough. Yeah. So I, I find that that these funds um, are helping employees reach their goals, and that's what employers want. That's what that 401k plan providers want is to help their employees get to retirement. Mm-hmm. And then um, many of these retirement plans are defaulting participants into these, fa- into these funds automatically, Got it. Which, which also drives up participation. So it sounds like, you know, most retirement plans offer these kind of funds. And it seems to me that uh, what you're saying is that uh, these are offered by most investment companies. The question is, are they all the same? Yeah, really good question. And, uh, no, they, they aren't the same. And I think as a, as a planner, it's really important that we just understand how they're structured and how they might be different. And when I look at, the, at, at, at them in general, I see really four major differences between target date funds. And there may not be a right or a wrong in the design of the target date fund. Uh, it's like different flavors of ice cream. <laughs> you know, we, some of us really like vanilla, some of us really like chocolate, they're, they're, they probably are both very good. And it's just a matter of choosing the, the, the one that's best for you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's important that investors know what they have and know how it fits into their overall plan. So, so the first difference is that, that different target date funds include different kind of assets, different kind of asset classes in the portfolio. Uh, some investment companies are going to be building portfolios that are very sophisticated. They offer lots of different kinds of stocks and bonds, maybe even alternative investment strategies that tend to do or perform differently than traditional stocks and bonds. Other target date funds are going to be just more traditional in their asset classes. And uh, since the asset classes you own are really going to help determine that performance and that volatility, then it's really important that you understand just what you own, know, know what you have. Another difference is uh, with each target date fund and each company that, that really manufactures them is that they each have a different glide path. And let us let me define what a glide path is. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, it's kind of uh, the, the jargon of, of, uh, of target date funds. It means that each investment fund is going to reduce its allocation to stocks in a different way over time. So you might have an, uh, one investment firm for 
that, that offers a target date fund for a 25-year-old, someone who's not retiring for 40 some odd years, and it might be uh, 90% in stocks, but another investment company might offer a target date fund that's 100% in stocks. Mm. And then over time, over the years, they will reduce the stock holdings. It may take, may take 40 years, but it's going to be reduced. Mm -hmm. And at age 60, that target date fund might have 50% in stocks, maybe, maybe 70%, depending upon the, the manufacturer of the, of the target date fund. And then again, at age 70, that target date fund might be only 30 or 40% in stocks. So you can see how the glide path can really make a real, a, a, a big difference in returns or a big difference in volatility. If you've got a larger allocation to stocks than an, another target date fund, then you're just taking on more risk, which also means you might have more returns over, over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. This is probably a good thing when markets are strong and, and it may make investors feel uncomfortable when markets are poor, but the investment company is going to design the target date fund and they can actually show you this glide path. Most of them actually publish it in, in, in one way, or if they don't, um, you can always look at the different target dates and see how, how much of an allocation to stocks and bonds each target date fund has at a point in time. Mm -hmm. And that'll, that'll give you kind of what that glide path is. Nice. So glide path is an important term. It's important to know what it is. Mm -hmm. Another differentiator is that most target date funds are fund of funds. And they're actually, you're, you're actually building their, this target date fund with, with funds either offered by the investment company, or they may include other funds from other investment companies. So just as an example, if you're, if you're looking at a, a, a Vanguard target date fund or Fidelity target date fund or the American funds, uh, you're choosing a, a fund company that will, a target date fund that will consist of funds from only Vanguard, only Fidelity mm, or okay. the American funds. Got it. And so it's just important to know what, what are the internal funds that I'm investing in? You know, not every mutual fund has maybe the best fund in a certain asset class. So again, it's just important to know that. Gotcha. There are, however, some investment companies that are, are, are building target date funds with best in class funds, meaning they're, they're looking at a whole variety of different investment companies and choosing what they believe are to be very, very good funds for large company stocks or small company stocks or international stocks or, or certain kinds of bonds. So is your target date fund a proprietary fund or is it a, a fund that would include non-proprietary funds as well? Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So the final differentiator is um, really about investment style and investment management fees. And the question is, is your target date fund invested in actively managed funds or is it invested in passive or index funds? Or a third option, it could be actually a blend of the two. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so typically active funds are a little bit more expensive than index funds. And therefore the target date fund that invests in actively managed funds is just going to be a little bit more expensive. And, uh, just an important information for you to, to, to determine. 
the question is, do you, do you believe that that is, is good or bad? Mm-hmm. Or did you, 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 you may not necessarily uh, care one way or the other. But it's important as you're looking at your overall financial plan to understand how they're structured, what the fees are, and whether uh, this portfolio is actively managed or if it's more of a passive approach. Got it. So, Peter, how long have target date funds been around? Oh, they've been around a long time. I'm not exactly sure of the date of, of the first inception mm-hmm. of them, but I'm, I'm, I, I think they've been around 15, 20 years. Got it. Okay. Uh, so being that they've been around this long, do you see anything new on the horizon for them? Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I do. Uh, I'm seeing uh, an interesting dynamic popping up that I think gives investors uh, a bit more control. So traditionally, retirement plans would offer one target date fund for each age group even though you may have two or three different investors that have um, maybe at the same age, but have different risk tolerances or they want something different out of their target date fund. So just as an example, you have a 40 year old who might be more aggressive and able to tolerate more stock exposure than another 40 year old. Mm -hmm. And so what we're seeing is um, there are some target date funds that are now being offered that will offer three different risk levels for each target date. So they might have a conservative, a moderate and aggressive allocation for each target date fund. And that just means uh, the the more aggressive allocation is just going to have a larger allocation to stocks. Mm. And the more conservative is going to have a a lesser or smaller allocation to stocks. But it gives the investor more flexibility and control around risk and return uh, when they're trying to choose what's most appropriate. So you think about the typical investor. Well, there's really no such thing as the typical investor. We're all different. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So so, um, that's one of the drawbacks I see with these target date funds in general is that they can't necessarily fit everyone's needs. And I think these these risk-based target date funds uh, get us a little bit closer to that. Mm. Yeah, that's... It sounds like they're a really good option. They're a great option for investors. And I know you said there's no typical investor. I think the only typical, and I'm using air quotes here that nobody can see because it's a podcast, typical investor, they just want to, you know, make money, right? <laughs> any any typical investor wants a, a, a positive instead of a negative. So it sounds like these are a great option. Yeah, I think they are. Um, I, I, I do think um, what we really want to focus in on are, are are your objectives and goals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that the, the path we've chosen to help you get to those, those goals is most appropriate for you. Yeah. So um, whether you have a, a, a target date fund that's more traditional or one of these newer ones, I think they're both appropriate. And I suggest that investors really do consider them, but you need to understand how it fits into the overall retirement plan. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're investing in anything, have reasonable expectation and, and then, and then go from there. But yeah. you need to know how they're built <laughs> in order to, to really deal with your expectations. Mm-hmm. So I just want to kind of summarize that these, that these, these target date funds, they're not guaranteed. Uh, there's still volatility uh, because they, they actually do still invest in stocks and bonds. And if you want a target date one, a target date fund with, with more or less risk, Maybe consider choosing a fund that's closer or further away from your actual retirement date to manage that that risk. You know, and and I will will also say when you talked about everyone wants a rate of return, 
I would say whenever you're investing in a, a diversified, balanced portfolio, your rate of return is probably going to disappoint you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because they all, the, all these funds consist of lots of different kinds of asset classes. And if you look at your target date fund that you've chosen in your retirement plan, and you look at your entire, your, your retirement plan investment menu, and most of the plans today offer a menu that gives you historical data. The fact is, is that, that your fund consists of, of lots of different kinds of asset classes. But if you look at all the other funds that are offered in your plan, they're far less diversified. They may be only investing in large cap growth stocks or only in investment grade bonds. Mm -hmm. And what you don't want to do is compare your target date fund to one of these um, more specific funds, because that's like, that's an apples to oranges comparison. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Your, your target date fund performance is, is usually not the best or the worst that's available on your menu. It's probably going to be somewhere in between. And whenever you're investing, you want to make sure you're patient uh, that you've got reasonable performance and that you're, you're, you're choosing the fund that's most appropriate for you at your stage in life. Yeah. And I think the, the final um, thing that should just be considered is that they're not personalized. They're a model mm -hmm. and they may be good for many, but they may or may not perfectly fit your objectives. So either you may need to make changes to do something different than a target date fund within your retirement plan that's offered to you, or choose the target date fund and then maybe make some adjustments in your other investment vehicles. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, just some ways to think about it. Well, and, and, and that's, that's the perfect way to think about it, to be honest, is, is it has to be personalized. You, you've got to work with a professional because quick rant. Are you okay with me ranting? Yeah. Okay. Peter, I'll be honest. This, it drives me bananas because you could have the market go up 20% in a year and it could do that three years in a row. And every year you'll have some Yahoo on the TV or the radio saying, well, the stock market was up 20%. So you should have been up 20% in your portfolio. And if you're not call me because you know, your advisor is doing something wrong kind of thing. And that's a lie. It's, it's just a straight lie because that, that person doesn't know you as an individual. They don't know what your goals are. And I guarantee in that fourth year, when the stock market goes down 20%, they're not on radio and TV saying, hey, if you didn't go down 20%, you're doing something wrong because, you know, because again, they're, they're just trying to sell something to you. They're just trying to, well, they're just trying to sell you a lie, really. If they don't know you personally, it's, it's not going to be right for you. Peter, you said it best. If somebody has questions about these funds or the other things that we've spoken about today, they have to talk to a professional. Obviously, I'd like it to be you because I know you and I trust you. How do they get a hold of you? Oh, thanks, Eric. Uh, so yeah, people can uh, certainly call at 617-728-7433 or go to my website at raskinplanning.com and uh, you can connect with me there. Yeah. Forget what the media says. Forget the hype. Call somebody who knows. Call Peter. Ask him questions. He's going to shoot straight with you and he's going to take the time to get to know you. So Peter, thank you so much. This is a lot of great information today and I look forward to the next podcast. Thanks, Eric. You, you bet. Have a great, great week. Yeah. And thank you all for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. 
Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. In a June 30, 2018 article published by Forbes magazine, Why Target Date Funds Dominate the 401k Market, the authors say that J.P. Morgan estimates that by 2019, 88% of planned contributors are expected to flow into target date funds. 